It's been over a year now since In The Key Of Q launched. In our archive, you can find over 50 interviews of queer musicians from around the world and hear their music from rap Unaware of my proclivities to self-sabotage to country soul and rock. These episodes are available on the main feed. You can access them via the website at inthekeyofq.com or wherever you normally listen to podcasts. Hello, it's Dan here. In the Key of Q is on hiatus until the 1st of March, but until those new episodes drop, here are clips from the Patreon-exclusive feed, plus other treats from the main episode to keep you occupied. This week, we revisit J-Sky. This is an episode in our Songs to Save from Armageddon series, in which our wonderful guests select five songs to save from the end of the world. Enjoy. And I'm delighted to welcome back for this Patreon special, Jay Sky, all the way from Manchester. Hello. Hey, how you doing? You all right? <laughs> Jolly good, thank you. Now, I'm afraid I've got some terrible bad news to tell you, and that is the end of the world is coming. Apparently so. Oh, it's an, it's not a good space, really. You know all this all this doom and gloom, but nonetheless, you get the joy of managing to rescue five songs. Oh wow! Okay, you can save five songs from the end of the world. So, what would they be, and why? Um, well, one of them has to be one of my own. Probably want you because that's my latest single that's doing quite good. But then, in terms of other records, there's a record by Denise Williams called "Free," and that was the song that I first came to the conclusion I was gay listening to. I remember I found it when I was at university, and it was so bizarre. It was like something about this song. I don't know if I'd heard it in the womb. I don't know if I'd heard it when I was a baby. But something about this song, it was like I knew it, but I didn't know it. So I, I mm-hmm. kept the song on repeat. Um, and I couldn't sleep that night I was tossing and turning thinking about everything it's like my life was flashing before my eyes and then I just realised and I sat out of bed I was like oh my god everything makes sense now and then years later I got to go to um, a Motown event which was hosted by David Guest. He owned a lot of Motown original records and he used to take people like Diane Warwick and, and people like Dion, Denise Williams on tour and I got to meet her after she performed and I, and I told her that song changed my life um, and it was a beautiful moment. So that would be the second record. Can you Do you know what it... Now that you're more musically aware and, you know, and you're producing stuff, when you listen to that now, do you have uh, any inkling as to what it was that, that just made you go... <gasps> There's a lot about that record. There's um obviously Denise Williams' voice is very angelic. The lyrical content about wanting to be free, um, it just resonated with me in such a way where it just made me have a sort of an external look at my life and what everything could mean. Like I was, I was able to connect the dots from a place where music, the best music, it should be felt. And um, I felt something when I first heard that. It is funny that, isn't it? Sometimes with a piece of music, like even before you reach the chorus. Yeah. Something just goes, Ugh. oh, yeah. The best music, it definitely does, yeah. Um, my third track would be Pavarotti, Ness and Dharma. Again, when I was a child, the first cassette I ever owned was Pavarotti. Um, the second one was Ace of Bass. I was a very random child, but <laughs> <laughs> obviously the, the signs were there that I was going to be some in some way musically challenged. <laughs> which and, I, uh, I've got to ask, which Ace of Bass was it? All that she wants. It was indeed. Another... Oh, it's a good song. Yeah, I got, it. I got it from a car boot sale at, at my high school. Um, so <laughs> I was always into music. Um but Ness and Dom, I think it's it's got um again you, you listen to it and and you feel something and if, mm. if the world's ending there's no better time than then than to feel something right and it is <laughs> completely you know what a time to feel something yeah um 
And I think one of the amazing things about Ness and Dorma is that, and in fact, with any piece of music that is that's in a any piece of music that's in a genre that maybe you don't listen to, yeah. and somehow still strikes you, because I'm not an opera fan, it really doesn't speak to me, and yet something about that is so stirring. Yeah, it's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. What would be your your record of choice in this situation? Oh my god, that's. A, do you know what? You're the you're the tenth person I've recorded, and you're the first <laughs> person that's asked that back. What would I? Oh God! I put you on the spot there, Hunter. Do you know what? It's it's back to that thing of what were those songs that just before you'd even knew who was singing them yeah. kicked you yeah. in an amazing way. I so one of them was Green Day's American Idiot because nice. it, it was that kind of post punk that I really love. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, not being any stereotype here, but Judy over the rainbow. You oh, know, lovely. Just, yeah, it's, it's got, got to be that. Um, definitely Nancy Wilson's version of The Masquerade is over. Oh, which, lovely. Oh, my God, it's incredible. It's incredible. Um, just, you listen to the control on her voice. Yeah. And it yeah. makes you faint. <laughs> you know, You know, in that way that when you listen to The Carpenters, Absolutely. Just the control in the voice or someone like Katie Lang and you you just think, oh yeah. my God. Um, I think probably the Stereophonics' cover of First Time Ever I Saw Your Face because oh, it's wow. so horny. Yeah. It's just like, it's one of those lovely songs that you just get hard listening to. It. It's just, oh my God. Wow. Um, and the fifth one, what would the fifth one be? You know, probably it would have to be something just right up there and fun. So probably a song called Hello from Mars, sung by FLY, which was a a Eurovision song from, I think, Lithuania, like 15 years ago. And it just something about that just sends me to heaven. Oh, well, there we are. And then that's it, the world ends. Absolutely. But not before we hear the rest of yours. Oh, right, of course, yes. A little bit of a distraction technique there by me, I (laughs) apologise. You know what? If it's going to be the end of the world, I'd like to have a bit of a boogie. And the ultimate floor filler for me is Somebody Else's Guy by Jocelyn Brown. Oh, yes. One of the best intros, one of the best drops. So I'd probably say that. Um, And then... Another laid-back house record, um, which is a classic for me, is Missing You by Larry Heard. I don't know if many people know it, mm-hmm. but I just think there's something about that also that makes me feel something. I Those sound like a pretty marvellous selection. And for anybody that wants to hear them, of course, we'll have a playlist in the show notes linking to them. Fab. I'm curious to know, just before we wrap this up, what it is about the current single that you have out of yours that you feel you're going to enjoy is it a is it a sense of achievement that you've done it or is it just you produce only authentic music that you feel speaks to you and could speak to an audience it's definitely a case of i've achieved something that i was i was told i was i wasn't able to do for the longest time i was told not to sing or that i was wasting my time etc etc and when i got to do this single it was during the lockdown, so I wasn't able to get to a studio. There was an extra an extra pressure to, to not be able to do something. And um, 
yeah, I was able to source new producers over the internet, people I'd never even met. I turned my bedroom into a recording studio. I worked extra hours because I was one of the lucky people that managed to keep their job, but working from home. So I literally just saved up as much money as I could. So the money that I'd normally be spent on travel to the office and for lunch, etc., I'd literally put that money towards being able to buy the rights to, to say, look, I am the boss. This is how I want the song to sound and just make something that I'm truly proud of. Because previously, it was a case of trying to get favours for studio times, working with producers, but not really having any artist control over the actual music that was coming out and just hoping for the best. Whereas with this track, it was like, okay, I've done house music before, I've done like 90s style R&B before, but can I make something that is the best of both worlds, but speaks true to me in a way that it's got a similar style to the music I listened to growing up with sounds that people might appreciate. Now I was just trying to bring all the worlds together, but put my stamp on it and put me at the forefront instead of me featured on someone else's track. This was the first track I felt was really, truly myself. Brilliant. And I've seen in, in the press that you've said that, uh, this track has helped you see yourself in a new light. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, it's made me feel like, you know what? I can actually do everything that I wanted to do. And I think that is, you know, that's such a fantastic thing to say and a great thing for people to on this podcast to hear. Cause I think certainly for us queer individuals, we spend so much of our life with people saying, you can't do this. You can't do that. Including, yeah. you know, loving people. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So- <laughs> And also with this record, that was another thing was like, I've never been one person to to write or sing about something which isn't true. And I just thought there's a massive gap still for there to be a gay artist doing music like this, which sings about being in love with a man or wanting a man, but in a way that is accessible to any audience. And I wasn't hiding it in the video. I've got topless men in there. But at the same time, if I look at the algorithms and the and the data in the background, most of the people that are listening to this record are straight people. Um, so it just <laughs> says to me that everyone wants love and this is a way to maybe bring a bit more acceptance across the board so that people can see and unify us across the board yeah jay sky my ambition for this podcast is to introduce our listeners to new queer music and to celebrate that music but i think often approaching somebody's catalog when there's a whole lot of songs to listen to can be quite daunting yep so if uh if our listening audience had one track of yours to act as a gateway drug into your catalogue what do you think it should be and why it'd be the lead song from my ep um it's called want you and it's just a, a very nice catchy r&b pop bop it's got elements of of some of the sounds that are like in house music in there but it's also got a bit of a laid-back feel it's um mid-tempo so a lot of different audiences should appreciate it for different reasons. I tried to make my EP, which is called Alan Mode, a very fashion forward record um, so that it's something you could possibly imagine. Maybe if you're strutting down the street or on a catwalk or something, just to make you feel a bit better about yourself in, in your everyday life. So there's some records that have got a lot of sass in there. There's some records that have got a lot of self-empowering messages in there. But overall, I just wanted to bring out something that was fun and made you feel good. You know the type Sees you in the club but keeps walking by Baby Playing shy Acting tough when you walk inside You know what I mean I want you I need you Got to, got to have you baby Cause you've been on my mind 
every single night you got me If you want me, you know you drive me crazy, baby Come into my life, I make it all so fine I just want you, I just want you Jay Sky, it's been absolutely wonderful to have you on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for your time. It's been a really good conversation. Brilliant, brilliant. And when things get back to normal and you do come down to London, you must make sure you give a shout because I must buy you a drink to say thank you for your time. Oh, thank you very much. You know, that's my favourite kind of drink, that, a free one. (laughs) (laughs) Many thanks for listening. Check out the show notes for the Spotify playlist that complements this episode. And remember, there's exclusive content over at patreon.com slash in the key of Q. To get in touch, it'll be great to hear from you. The pod's on social media or email me on dan at in the key of Q.com. And rate and review the show on your podcast provider. It really, really helps. Our theme tune is by Paulie Nidu at unstoppablemonsters.com. Many thanks to Kajan Kantha and Murray Lang for their support in making this episode. The show is presented and produced by me, Dan Hall, and made at Pup Media Consultancy. Baby. See you next Tuesday. I